0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by. Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Tell them you heard this ad on the buzz and you'll get $100 off instantly with the purchase of Ford Toyo or Nitto tires only at Arch Street Wheel and Tire.
1: What's up, Bart? Hello, gentlemen.
2: How's it going? Man,
1: you got football Saturday. You got exhibition basketball Saturday. I mean, this is quickly becoming prime time. For Bart Reed.
2: Well, it's the best time of the year. and It's perfect golf weather, too. So it is. Uh, it's the best time of the year outside of March Madness, I think.
1: Yeah, I got to throw in the golf. Don't forget the golf. That's uh, right. Bart, what did you think after the exhibition game? Your thoughts on Arkansas and Rogers State?
2: Well, I think the Razorback fans will see right away the tempo and Speed at which this team is going to play with compared to last year. I think right away it stands out that ball is getting up the court in a hurry and almost like a eight to 10 second type of shot clock situation. They're going to put up 10, anywhere between 10 and 20 more shot attempts per game than the Razorback team averaged last year. And I think so, what that means for everyone is we can see that the ball is moving. Last year, JD Note was heavy Note, heavy Note. The ball did not move a ton. So it's moving. I think we have a bunch of willing passers. And I think from a team perspective, it seems like the team is actually gelling fairly well to be so early and to have young players. But I also think, Randy, they have got to cut out the turnovers. And you can see it early in the Roger State, it allowed them to stay around against a really good team. Those type of unforced turnovers are going to get you beat. So they definitely have to tighten up on the turnover aspect.
1: Let's talk with K.J. K.J., good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time
2: Sports. Hey, guys, uh, I got a question. Uh, Malik Hornsby, I know he wants to be a quarterback, but the K.J. He might come back next year. But what do you guys think about Malik? Does he transfer? Does he stay around? What's your opinion? i hang up.
0: Don't oh, know. We
2: we don't have any idea what he's going to do. He he does want to be a quarterback. We would
1: without talking to him, without knowing him, without ever having the question. And you wouldn't ask him this question during the season anyway. But if KJ comes back, and we are assuming he will then that leaves Malik Hornsby with just one season after K.J.'s gone with other quarterback recruits coming in. And so if he wants to be a quarterback, unless he just loves the University of Arkansas, loves everything he's doing here, you'd have to think he'd look to go somewhere else. That That's what you would think, but we don't know that for sure. You guys have any different opinion? No, I, I mean, I, I just would repeat what you got through saying, and no need for that. Um, I think whoever – uh would arrive on campus i think malik has shown now he is a number two quarterback at arkansas even if he were to stay around for next year with whatever competition there was unless you got you know someone that just fell into your lap uh that you totally were not expecting but um no i don't think there's anything else that you can add to that and uh, you know it from a player's perspective Uh, If he talks to – and probably he'll have this conversation since K.J. talked him into returning. He probably will have another conversation with K.J. This time asking him, what are you going to do about next year? Uh, Are you going to stay or are you going to go? If he says, I'm going to stay, I think then that decision is now made for Malik Warnsby. hate to say it, but he is a quality player. But that's what's going to happen. Um, Bart.
2: Yes, sir.
1: I know Eric Musselman probably would not want someone in from the outside to try to break this curse of shooting the basketball uh, anywhere mm-hmm. from three feet from the basket back beyond the three-point yeah. line. So, what can I mean? What can be done? Uh, fans are going to be griping about their three-point shooting all season long yep. if they continue on the way they are right now. And, and it's going yep. to cost them some games, same song. Uh, they're going to need yeah, some gonna, threes and sub yep. games just to keep up.
2: Yep. And it's, we, we've talked about this from a skill perspective so many times, guys. The 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 ultimate skill is shooting the basketball. It was 30 years ago. It's even more now. But what we find is it's so hard to find elite level shooters. Like, it's just really difficult. And we saw Joseph Pitman, who is an elite level shooter, okay? So, I've known Joseph for an extremely long time. It's an Arkansas Hawks type of kid. A really, really talented player comes in and goes, what, four for six? And it's almost like this breath of fresh air that we see someone that can come in and hit shots. And the one thing about Joseph that I think separates him from other players is he hit contested shots. At least three of those shots, he was heavily contested. So it doesn't matter what competition they're playing on, a contested shot a contested shot. Uh-huh. So it is such a struggle to find quality basketball shooters. Coach Musselman and the staff, they believe in taking shots. So, Randy Rick, we know it's not there that they're not getting enough shots in practice. It is hard to change mechanics. Individual coaches don't have time to change mechanics and until the rule changes they only have so many hours per week on the court and Randy Rick you guys know they can't isolate that for one individual player to improve on mechanics that has to be time spent with the team so if they're not coming in with a great shot chances are they're not leaving with a great shot so this is the ultimate challenge that they have and moving the three-point line a couple of years back, Randy Ricketts made a difference in shooting mm-hmm. percentage. There's no doubt about it. But we missed chippy shots as well that I think right. should be hit. There's no doubt. They've got to be hit. They've got to learn to hit and go into contact instead of taking contact. And the young players have to learn that.
1: Well, that was a point of emphasis last year, if you remember. Um, I can't remember which player or players – uh, could not finish due to contact. And even yeah. though the foul would be called, well, sometimes a foul was called, uh, not quite 100%. But, um, you know, this problem of finishing isn't new. And then on top of that, that mid range jumper, and Bart, we talked about this a long time ago. And that's the beauty yeah. of the game package, which we get now. And that is. I love shot charts because shot charts, yeah. to me, they tell the whole story. And yeah. uh, where, what's your best spot to shoot from? Right side of the court, left side of the court, top of the key, whatever it may be. Uh, yeah. If only you can make bunnies, then you you better figure out a way to only. I only have passes uh, to where it's only bunnies. But uh,
2: I'm telling you, and Randy, listen, right outside the elbows. Uh, 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 the free throw line, if there's a nail, we call it the nail. It's the middle of the free throw line. There's a nail in the court everywhere. In the, country. the elbows right outside of that is called the hollow area. That's the best place to take mid-range shots because it's the hollow area, hence there's no one there. But outside of, really, Devo Davis, which I think Devo, of course, I know he missed the red-white game with the third. I think he is the one guy that's going to stay in the lineup because of his ability to recognize mid-range jump shots and, guys, he can hit them. Uh, But it is amazing. Not only can they not hit them, they're not even really looking for them. And so that's something that they really have to work on in practice is methodically pulling up and taking those shots. And, guys, I wish we would take more of them because they're open. We'll take two dribbles into a contested lane but we won't stop and pop three <laughs> feet, five feet further back with an uncontested shot. It's a little bit frustrating at times.
1: Yeah, uh, just just. Yeah, and I'm I'm picturing uh, in the half court players, and I'm wanting to. I mean, even last year, a couple of times we saw J.D. Notte pull up uh, from about twelve feet, and uh, at least attempted, you know, a shot, a teardrop. Yeah. But, um, man, like you say, a lot of missed opportunities inside that lane.
0: Bart, a a nice
1: uh, kudo, again, to one of the highly regarded freshmen for the University of Arkansas, and that is today Jordan Walsh was named to the 20-person watch list for the 2023 Julius Irving Award. And it's named after... The 1993 Hall of Famer, Julius Irving, it honors the top small forward in Division I men's basketball. National Committee of Top Basketball Personnel determined the watch list of 20 candidates. So, out of the entire nation, that's pretty impressive, if you ask me.
2: It's extremely impressive, and I'm a big fan of the way he plays. So explosive, guys. It's hard to picture him not being a top NBA-level player with his ability to explode and really just go grab rebounds and just his ability to separate off that first and second dribble. And I think he's going to consistently have a great season and put up really well-rounded numbers, rebounds, block shots. I think he's going to shoot the ball at a high percentage, so I really look for George Walsh to have a really big season for us this year.
1: You heard, so often at least, you heard, well, that's what a five-star is supposed to look like.
2: <laughs> that's
1: right. Look at George Walsh. That's what a five-star is supposed to look like. All right, Bart, hang on. we got to take the break. Yes, sir. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, Bart Reed. Thanks again to... Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment.
0: It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Tell them you heard this ad on The Buzz and you'll get $100 off instantly with the purchase of four Toyo or Nitto tires only at Arch Street Wheel and Tire.
1: And Bart, so often when a high Power 5 program plays an exhibition game, it's usually against boys of the poor or, you (laughs) know, the, the Windy City uh, quartet or something like that. Uh, sure. Now, I'm not saying that the other night that was what played Roger State, is not the Windy City Quartet or uh, the Boys of the Poor, but uh, they really, mean Arkansas, is really stepping up, and I'm talking, uh, this is what, number 12 in the country preseason-wise, the Texas yeah. Longhorns. Now, it's going to be called an exhibition game nobody's going to be able yep. to watch it except for the folks that actually attend the game. Yeah. And I guess you can yep. get vibes one way or the other from the Texas Longhorn radio network. Well, their television yep. network has chosen not to air the game. But anyway, this just, I mean, to me this is wild
2: that Arkansas yep.
1: is going to play Texas in an exhibition game.
2: Well, listen, it, Usually, the co- the coaching situation when you're looking at scheduling games usually goes this way. If you don't think you have a really good team, you don't want to play really really good teams very early. That's for sure. So that will tell you that I think Coach Eric Musselman has a lot of confidence in his Arkansas Razorback basketball team to go out and play such a quality opponent on a certainly a national even though they're not going to be able to see it, it certainly is a game of national interest. So he obviously has a lot of confidence in his players. And on the same side, Chris Beard obviously has a lot of confidence in his guys. And I'll be really honest, I saw two years ago in the NCAA tournament, Texas Tech versus Arkansas, dramatically was one of the best NCAA tournament games I had watched in a very long time. They were two coaches at the very peak, and I mean the peak of their powers and ability to kind of control the game. So I would anticipate those that get to watch the game, it will be high-level basketball and certainly a early test for both programs.
1: Uh, this from uh, our Asher Record Service company, live feed and feedback. This from Jamie said – Heard Bart on. Is that our small lineup that started against Rogers State?
2: It's one of the options. And, I, Randy, Rick, I think this is where uh, Trayvon Brazil adds so much value to this team. He played out of position at Missouri. We've talked about it many times. He's really a four. He has the ability with his link because of his shot-blocking ability to play the five. And I felt like the – Core of the new coming freshmen, the Anthony Blacks, the Nick Smith, and the Jordan Wallace. I felt like that they were staples in the starting line. I said that I felt like that four piece, okay, which would be this last starting line. Was it Jalen Graham? Guys, I don't want to misspeak That's who started. Yes, Jalen
1: Graham started the post.
2: Okay, yep. So that spot is interchangeable. I think with the Ricky Council, with the Devo Davis, that spot you will see kind of in and out when we want to go with a small lineup which would put Brazil at the five and I think for us when I look at the dynamic of the team for the Arkansas Razorbacks that is that is a very hard lineup for teams to match up against because Brazil can go inside and outside and he is just a tough matchup in regards but that that is a small lineup with that Jalen Graham's spot being interchangeable with a couple of different options.
1: Um, this from Jim, he says, is Joseph, talking about Joseph Pinion, the answer to our three-point shooting
2: issues? Well, he certainly is an option for that. And I've, again, I've, Joseph and has been part of Bill Ingram's program for a long time, so I know Joseph extremely well and I was talking to Bill before the program, Joseph is that kid that can hit, shot, off the dribble, off the catch. He is a really phenomenal athlete at five, He can jump, he can run. He's been a top 100 player, guys, his entire basketball career. So this is not somebody that just came out of nowhere. Joseph is a player, okay? I think what you're going to hear from various sources is that he struggles defensively. Let me just be honest. A lot of freshmen struggle defensively, okay, especially at that level. There's an adjustment. Joseph can flat play. He can hit those shots consistently. I certainly think he's got room for improvement, just like everybody does. But he does give you, when he is on the court, another dimension that you have to account for. Rick Randy, you can see how much this team likes to penetrate and kick. They will make the extra pass. Can you imagine if Joseph Pinions in the corner and hits about two to three three-point shots a game? It changes the dynamic of that Arkansas Razorback team. So I would like to see him get some more minutes. Give him a shot.
1: Bart, talking about uh, defense, inability or otherwise, uh, concerning the defense, I look at, at Joseph, though, as being what? He's six five. I don't think he's a point guard. I think he yeah. is an off guard, two. Yeah. I don't see him as a three. Certainly on a four and not a five. Now you yeah. turn that around. Now defensively, I don't see him as a one. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure if if he can guard effectively. A two. A three. Right. Nope. Out of position. Four. Same thing. Five. My, I, again, what I'm trying to say yeah. is the size of uh, Joe's opinion, I think, is going to be critical when it comes to the defensive end because he's got to fit yeah.
2: somewhere. Yeah, he's got he's got to fit somewhere, Randy, so you bring up a great point, and so we know from this, from Coach Musselman's defensive philosophy, he likes to switch a lot of things. Which, In any given situation, Randy, you're right, he could be guarding two, they switch a high ball screen, and he's guarding a one, and that puts him, and I think, there lies the crux of the problem, I, but I do believe this. At 6'5", he is athletic enough, and he is big enough. He's got a big enough frame where I think with some technique and some focus, and a lot of defenses want to. I don't think I was a great defender in high school, but I certainly became a great defender in college, but I was lucky enough to have Sidney Moncrief, who was an all-NBA defensive player that taught me a lot of things, I think he can get there. But I see the problem, especially for a freshman. And, guys, he's playing at the highest level. Power five is as high as it gets. So that's the issue, and we've said it many times, Randy Rick, you are what you can guard. So Mm -hmm. if he can't guard, I don't think you play on a Coach Musselman, Coach team. And he's not going to change his philosophy. He's not going to play his own
1: just just to fit a player.
2: That's right. That's right. One hundred percent. There were times in the past couple
1: of years there were some players you'd think, man, the zone would really help those that particular guy, but they don't play something. Yep. All right, Bart. We will talk with you, I guess, again tomorrow. As Bar Re- Bart Reed, a pure sweat basketball skills. Thanks again to the Art Street Wheel and Tire. Hour number three, straight ahead.